Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the readings for this weekend, especially the first reading as well as the gospel, it appears that they're talking about the end of the world. But it's important for us to learn a lesson, and I think it's just this. We have to see things as they truly are. And I think that helps us to maybe understand ever so slightly what happened yesterday in France, in which terrorists brutally killed dozens and dozens of innocent people, people that were young as well as old, that had aspirations of life and things for them to do, and now it's all been taken from them by people that were evil. And see, that's something that we should recognize and take to heart. Now, that, I think, also helps us to understand the scriptures for us, too, and what Jesus is really trying to communicate. What Jesus is trying to do is teach us that something powerful is going to happen. And what is it? His death and resurrection, and how that is going to change and alter the entire universe forever. Everything will change. Nothing will be the same. Well, I think that's the same thing that happened yesterday. Yesterday, essentially, terrorists attacked and killed, you know, over 100 people, innocent people. Why did they do it? Well, to communicate fear and a message. Well, what we have to recognize is we can't understand evil. Evil has no logic or reasoning to it. But we have to do understand is that what we saw yesterday is the face of evil. Unfortunately, we've seen it many times. In fact, we've seen it throughout world history. Evil presents itself. Well, in order for us to respond to evil, we respond by faith. By faith. We pray for the victims, as well as their families that mourn their loss. We also stand united with our images and thoughts for the people of France. And we stand with courage with them. That this, no matter how horrific it is, it will not defeat us in our spirit, in our morality, as well as our belief in the sanctity of life. We as a Catholic church, we come together as a universal church, united, and in doing so, this makes us even stronger. Stronger to the effect that this act of terrorism will not depose us. It will not draw fear from us. No. In fact, it'll make us even stronger, united with the people of France, with courage, and with our prayers. And so, now go into the gospel. I think this helps us also to understand the message for us all that Jesus is trying to communicate. Now, what we have to first take a step back and always understand the context in which this gospel is set in. Jesus and his apostles have just made their way into Jerusalem. And Jesus knows his impending death and resurrection is only maybe a week away or just a few days. So he's trying to prepare the apostles for this, for this horrific event in which they're going to see him dying on a cross. And a few days later, he is going to appear to them, risen from the dead. Now, this is monumental. No one's ever done this before. 
Only God can do this. So Jesus has to prepare the apostles for this event. Now notice what he says to them. He says, In those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Now, this is shocking language, and I'm sure it was for the apostles as for us. If Jesus would say this to us, we can only imagine what was going through the apostles' minds. He's telling them about, it It appears, the end of the world. And, most importantly, notice what Jesus says towards the end. He says, Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. So he's telling the apostles all these things are going to take place in their generation. In fact, they're going to witness all these terrible things. Again, you can only imagine just how terrifying this was for the apostles to hear about it. Now, the first thing that we have to understand about this is Jesus is using apocalyptic language. Now, as soon as we hear that apocalypse, the first thing that we think of is the end of the world. Well, a lot of people make that mistake. In fact, a lot of people are fascinated with the end of the world. When will it happen? How will it happen? What are the signs that will lead up to it? In fact, if you go on Amazon or you go to any bookstore, you'll see shelves and shelves of books that are written about the end time. great example of this is maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, there was that series of books called Left Behind. You know, it talked about the great rapture in which 144,000 people, based upon the book of Revelation, would be raptured up into heaven and everyone else would be left behind to kind of fend for themselves. Or just a few years ago, there was a movie that came out entitled 2012, that essentially dealt with the end of the world. And so, how are we to understand these readings? What are we to make of them? Well, first of all, we can't take them literally. If we did take them literally, then the universal and these cosmological events that Jesus is describing would appear definitively. They would have occurred. If that were true, we're on very thin ice. Notice what Jesus says. All these things will happen within your generation, which means they'll take place during the time of the apostles. The apostles will witness it, and yet they didn't. You know, today the sun rose. You know, the the world 2,000 years later is still intact, still here. We're still all alive. And so if we were to take these words literally, then Jesus is wrong. The end of the world didn't happen. We have to be very careful about this because if we took it literally, then it would undermine Jesus' credibility. And see, that's why Jesus, he uses intentionally this apocalyptic language. Now, apocalypse, it comes from the Greek word, which means apocalypsis, which means to unveil. If you translate that word to Latin, it's revelation, to reveal. So what Jesus is saying to us is that something powerful is going to be unveiled or revealed soon, very soon. He's not talking about the end of the world. Instead, he's referring to his death and resurrection. Through his death and resurrection, something powerful is going to be unveiled. It is the power, a new world order is going to take place. The old world is going to pass by. And instead, a new world that is going to be created by Jesus' death and resurrection is going to enter into this world. That's what is going to be unveiled to the apostles, as well as the rest of the world. 
That's how powerful Jesus' death and resurrection is going to be. Now, go back to the gospel. With that in mind, notice what Jesus says. You know, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will be falling from the sky. Well, these are all instruments of navigation in the ancient world. In the ancient world, you used the stars and the moon and the sun to navigate, to tell you where you were and where you were going. We still use that in our day and age. When I was in Naval ROTC, we took a good deal of courses on celestial navigation. We could navigate at night by basically shooting the stars with a sextant. And we could navigate and determine our course as well as our speed if we were on a ship. So it happens even this day and age. Those are symbols of navigation. Now take it to a symbolic or a spiritual level. The stars, the moon. Well, essentially what happens, Jesus is telling us before he came into this world, people, they navigated their lives according to the powers of this world. And what were they? Fear, power, hatred, violence, sin and death. Well, when Jesus dies on the cross and rises from the dead, essentially all those things will go by the wayside. They'll be destroyed. Instead, we will now navigate our lives towards Christ. And see, this is why I always say baptism is the second greatest event in our life. The first being when we come face to face with the beatific vision. When we see Jesus Christ himself, that's when we know we've made it. We're in heaven. Well, the second greatest event is baptism, an event in which now our life is united to the life of Jesus Christ and to remain united forever. Therefore, from that moment forward, our life is navigated by Christ and to Christ. It's united with God and to God. And therefore, every time we gather for Mass, we recognize that our spiritual and our moral compass always points to God and God alone. And see, that's the great unveiling. That's the great revealing or revelation. That's what Jesus is trying to teach us. The apocalypse is not about the end of the world. It's about us and Jesus revealing, unveiling something powerful in his death and resurrection. That from that, now our lives are navigated to Christ and with Christ, each and every day of our life. Now, with that in mind, go back to what happened yesterday. Terrorists killing dozens and dozens of people. Now, we have to recognize that those acts, those acts of hatred and violence and death will not allow us to be afraid. The purpose was to draw fear so that we may be afraid, but we're not afraid. In fact, acts like that have just the opposite. They unite us as a universal church, as a country, and as a world to stand up to those types of things, to that fear and that hatred. Instead, we unite as a universal church to promote the sanctity of life, to essentially stand with the people of France in courage and thought, word and deed, and above all, with prayer, and to recognize that despite evil in this world, Our lives are not going to change. We're not going to back down. Instead, with courage, we recognize that our lives are navigated with Christ and to Christ, that our moral compass always points to Jesus Christ. And with that in mind, we always will have the strength and the courage to stand up to all elements of evil in this world.
and may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.